Welcome to another episode of Facilities 5 and Dime, brought to you by Smart Church Solutions. We know time is precious, so thank you for spending some of yours to learn alongside us. As always, we exist to provide the tools to make your facility run smoothly so that you can stay focused on your mission. I am so glad that you have joined us again on this uh, episode four of our podcast. My name is Nathan Parr uh, from Smart Church Solutions. Glad to be with you here today. Um, so today we're going to talk uh, probably what everybody's hearing about. A lot of people are talking about you can't hardly do anything. Uh, and it's making some real big issues right across the country. And that is uh, COVID-19. Uh, oh, okay. Now that we all got that out of the way, uh, again, we're not going to make light of it. We're not going to... Uh, deal because uh, it is serious. There are a lot of people across the world that are impacted by this, and, and it's a big deal. But we're going to take a, a look about it from a facility stewardship perspective. Um, and some of the things that we're going to talk about, and I am not a a viral uh, communicable disease expert. Uh, I don't pretend to be. Uh, I do read things. I like to verify and find good sources. Um, I love a couple things that I've been reading from the World Health Organization, their updates. Um, I like what the World Health Organization Director General uh, at the 9th of March on the media briefing, I love this quote, we are not at the mercy of this virus. Stop and think about that. We are not at the mercy of this virus. We do not have to let this virus dictate what we do, how we do, um, or to change our lives in such a manner that, that we no longer are living free, we're not at the mercy. Let hope, uh, in this, uh, these quotes here, let hope be the antidote to fear, let solidarity be the antidote to blame, let our shared humanity be the added antidote to our shared threat. Uh, in essence, we got this. We can take care of this. Is it going to be rough and are people suffering? Absolutely. But we do not have to give up. We do not have to uh, allow it to win, as they say. As this week uh, progresses and as, as the last week and, and I'm sure weeks to come, we're seeing lots of things start to get shut down. People are canceling stuff. I mean, South by Southwest, I'm here in Texas, they got canceled. Uh, you know, wow, who knew? Uh, my daughter, who's in school, uh, they're considering, are, you know, are they going to come back to classes after spring break or are they going to go online? Uh, universities are, are talking about this. We're seeing, uh, my wife was supposed to be at a conference, an international conference, but that got canceled because of uh, concerns of uh, COVID-19. So obviously it, it is making an impact. Um, so kind of the first couple things, and you probably heard this, but you know, for those of us that, that maybe not, you know, what is it? What is COVID-19 or you hear coronavirus? Well, uh, first off, those two terms, they're not entirely interchangeable. Okay. The virus that causes the issue is um, SARS-CoV-2 or covalent Dash two, uh, and the resulting disease it causes, uh, they've named that the coronavirus disease 2019. So it's a type of virus uh, that's been around and, and ha is around all the time. This particular outbreak has been designated coronavirus disease 2019, uh, which we've abbreviated to COVID-19. Uh, back in January, um, the committee from the World Health declared the uh, outbreak a public health emergency of international concern. Uh, January 31st, Human Health Services Secretary uh, Alex Azar the II declared a public health emergency for the United States, uh, to, and that releases some funds and helps combat uh, the issue. Um, and, you know, that's a great deal of governmental and international organization uh, maneuvering. Uh, so what does that mean for us? How do those declarations and announcements help protect you and yours? 
Well, they don't. Not really. Um, see, this nationalizer, or, or probably more accurately, a global response to the outbreak, that's one thing. And it requires funding and coordination. Uh, and the end goal is far different than, than what we need right now for you and yours. And as a facility steward, many of us have the added pressure of, you know, we have to figure out the best course of action to protect all those that enter our facility. So, again, where does that leave us? Um, honestly, I wish I could say to all my church uh, facility stewards out there and the leadership, hey, just cleaning how you have trained. Uh, and that'd be the end of it. Unfortunately, uh, perhaps, uh, probably, you know, more honest, many of our church facilities are not cleaning in a manner that will consistently reduce the likelihood of the spread of disease-causing viruses and bacteria. You know, it's a whole lot of words saying a lot of us are probably not cleaning at the level that we should be. Um, and that's not because of a lack of desire uh, on the part of the cleaning crew or the teams or anybody or the, the stewards. It's not because they, they lack that desire to protect all who enter. More importantly, they're simply not trained in modern commercial cleaning process, and they lack access to the proper chemicals uh, and equipment to clean, disinfect, and sanitize. Uh, and you notice I use those three words, those three terms, because you know those are three distinct things that we, we should be doing as, as uh, custodial staff, custodial teams as a, in a church. So this, this lack of training and equipment or supplies... Uh, some some level of all three. It's not a cause. It doesn't have to be that cause for doom and gloom. Again, we don't have have to let this dictate uh, who we are. Instead, we should see this as an opportunity, uh, a call to action. You know, we've got all this rampant fear going on. Um, well, this is an opportunity for us to create a system that ensures that cleaning is performed at a level that reduces the likelihood of transmission of disease-causing viruses and bacteria. Because it's possible. I mean, this is not some superbug that, that is resistant to everything and there's nothing we can do. Oh, woe is me. That's not what this is. Cleaning, and cleaning well, to reduce the chances of you catching it, this is attainable. It's an attainable goal. It'll take funding. funding. It will take time. It will require training. Hello, training. And it will definitely take leadership. Not just the leadership for facility stewards, but leadership at the higher level. Okay, because the best position for us as facility stewards to be in, for the church to be in, is when there's a threat of this of an outbreak of this type. Uh, several years ago, it was Ebola. Now it's you know COVID-19, and it'll be something else. Uh, in daycares, you know, it's always like, hey, when's hand and hand and foot or foot and mouth going to come around? And, and when's this? And you know, cold season. Oh, brothers and sisters come in, and now all our kids are sick, right? So we know this stuff happens. Um, but a best position for us to be in as a, as a facility steward and those in charge is, is when there's a threat of an outbreak, of any outbreak, it, it's being able to say that our daily cleaning meets or exceeds recommended guidelines for cleaning, disinfecting, and sanitizing of surfaces, and our team trains to handle all cleaning issues. That's where we should be. That's, that's what we should, should go for. And if you can't say that as a facility steward, as one in charge, believe that or know that it's true for your facility today, that's on you. That's on you. There's no excuse because you do not have to have a radical cleaning program to protect against issues like COVID-19, okay? You don't have to come in and blast superheated whatever and guys in chem suits and, and folks, you know, looking like ET came in to visit and we got a Santa. No, you don't have to do that, okay? It doesn't take that. Proper cleaning will reduce surface contamination.
Reduce the surface contamination. Reduce the likelihood of transmission. The inability to see the latest and greatest sound system. See the latest and greatest video. Experience the coolest program. These are all things that, that we look at and we think are very important in, in the church world. Okay, But these things do not have the potential to cause someone to get sick and die. Okay, So a little, little gut check, a little reality check here. Uh, improper cleaning does. You know, My video may not look the coolest, but somebody's probably not going to die from if they don't see a clear video. An immunocompromised person being exposed to, to pathogens that they didn't have to be, that might. Okay, So training, proper equipment, proper chemicals, many times these are less expensive than what we will spend on. And I, and I quote those things that enhance the worship experience. As you see my hands go in air quotes, if you could, but it's a podcast, so there you go. Investing in cleaning will positively impact all who enter the facility during the entire week. That's just that's just some food for thought for you. That's all people. And we think about who we serve, uh, typically two very high-risk populations, right? The very young and the very old. So on the one hand, we can have the coolest stuff for the worship center. On the other hand, you can improve the chances of immunocompromised individuals not getting sick and dying. Kind of, you know, choice is yours. So I hope as you're listening to this, you can understand that there's a clear case for the advantages of investing in your cleaning strategy and your team and, and training. You're going to hear training a lot. Also, want to give you some reasonable steps. Okay, it's not just I'm not just throwing stuff at you and saying ah, if you don't get it, then you know forget you. No, no. I want to give you some reasonable steps, some things to think of that you can take care of and do during times of heightened concern over outbreaks. You know, number one, wash your hands. Encourage everyone to wash their hands. Make it easy for everyone to wash their hands. If you cannot provide access to a wash station, hand washing station, offer and encourage the use of hand sanitizers. We know that washing hands properly reduces the number of germs on your hands, which minimizes the likelihood of getting them in you and transmitted to different surfaces that cross contamination. So wash your hands. Tell your team, tell your people, tell everybody, wash your hands. Okay, that's number one. That will reduce a lot of stuff. Number two, disinfect your high-touch areas more often. Now, you should be doing this every time you clean, but during this type of season, those high-touch areas need additional attention. This is where we invest in those hospital-grade disinfectant wipes, things like that, that, that we put on these surfaces, and we want them to linger. We want them to be there and to continually uh, disinfect uh, or disrupt the ability for an organism to remain alive on the surface. Okay. So what are our high-touch areas? Of course, we're all thinking of our doorknobs, right? Our push bars, our automatic door buttons, right? How many times you see kids love pushing door buttons, uh, rub their nose, slam the door button because, you know, they like to open the door. It's pretty cool. Not just the ones from the outside, but inside your building too, if you have those. What about uh, touch screens, check-in stations, right? A lot of us do that, our online giving screens, kiosks, uh, the phones, the phones in your building, computer keyboards, uh, been into some places where you could plant a garden in some computer keyboards. So let's let's think about cleaning and, and sanitizing those. Ch- uh, check-in stations, the printers at check-in stations. Okay, everybody grabs hold of that printer to rip that name tag off. Are we are we sanitizing, disinfecting the outside of that that printer? Uh, how about the tops of pews? If you've got pews, right? When someone comes into uh, a worship center that has pews, where are they putting their hands as they they go to the middle of the pew? On top of it, are we are we cleaning those? Um, 
Let's see. Internal handrails. Uh, HVAC controls, because because we know everybody's everybody's adjusting the ter- temperature, right? Are we are we cleaning that? Copier controls. People are always coming in on Sunday to make copies for their their lessons. Um, elevator call panels. The sides of water fountains, where kids put their hands and, and people put their hands to get a drink. Vending machine controls and front panels. Coffee makers and you see what I'm saying. Anything that people touch, let's do it. Let's let's be intentional. And some of these areas can get overlooked at times. You know, it's not always on our top of our radar to say, "Hey, I need to sanitize the inside elevator door push buttons." Um, and then we should we should also consider for for long term, you know, putting door pulls on the doors that we can. You know, you've seen them where you can put your foot on the bottom of the door and open the door in a restroom, or you've got little elbow hooks that you can open. Again, anything that we can reduce the likelihood of, of touching. And oh, by the way, a, a common place a lot of people miss when you're sanitizing, disinfecting in restrooms, it's that inside of the door at the lock and the locking mechanism. We just tend to forget that because we open the door, we clean the toilet and everything in there, and, and we clean the outside of the, the partitions, but we don't always hit that inside door lock. Uh, so don't forget that either. Um, number three, clean properly with the proper chemicals, right? That's pretty straightforward. You should have in your cleaning chemical library an EPA-registered disinfectant, a general-purpose cleaner, and an FDA-approved sanitizer. Um, and make sure your team understands their intended use and proper dwell times. Uh, dwell time is very important. you got to understand the kill claim. you got to understand the dwell time. And you got to make sure you're using it as the manufacturer recommends. Uh, and number four, don't forget to disinfect your cleaning carts and tools. You know, a lot of times we clean, we wear gloves, and that's great, but then we're touching everything with our nasty gloves, and then we take our gloves off, and then we push everything and put it back in the cart. Yeah, maybe we should disinfect our carts and our vacuum cleaners and, and our mop handles and things like that. Uh, that'd be pretty good, too. And uh, number five, remain calm. Rumors abound, and while there are vast amounts of great information available online, not everything people put out or read is accurate. I know that's probably a shock. Not everything on the internet is true, right? But it isn't. So uh, there you go. You heard it here first. So any outbreak similar to COVID-19 is dangerous. Uh, And there's some additional outbreaks happening right now internationally that are surpassing kind of the the worry factor, if you will, than COVID-19. COVID-19 is just the most in your face right now. Uh, And these things are going to affect our lives in ways we may not even realize. However, we don't have to fear it. Nor do we have to feed the fears of those around us. Uh, I don't worry if this group or that group is making the issue seem bigger or smaller than it is. Because uh, you've got both sides of the spectrum, right? I don't, don't worry about that. I know, COVID-19, it's a legitimate concern because it's a cleaning thing. But the impact of it can be reduced with proper cleaning. Knowing that there isn't a reasonable and attainable path to reducing the likelihood of issues in your facility, that ought to be reassuring to you. You have the capability of making a difference. So... In all of this, as we end, as we come to a close, I pray that we wouldn't fear this virus. We wouldn't fear uh, men spreading and, and the rumors, and, and and we wouldn't fear that. We would remember kind of, and it's a little play, but Matthew 10, 28, uh, Christian Standard Bible translation says, Don't fear those who kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. Rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. We know what's important. We remember what's important. We don't have to fear this. We just have to approach it reasonably and do the things that we know how to do, the things that can be trained. So do the right thing. Train and empower your cleaning team and focus on being the best facility steward he has called you to be. Um, 
got any more questions, we're here to help. And I pray that through all of this, that you all have a great uh, and blessed time and are able to do what you need to do to make a difference. We appreciate you being with us for this episode. If you have any questions or would like to connect with us further, please reach out to us at training at smartchurchsolutions.com or at any time on our website, smartchurchsolutions.com. This podcast of Facilities 5 and Dime was brought to you by Smart Church Solutions.